Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Stefan Loeffler. Uh, he works for ComC now and uh, also has a popular podcast, video podcast about the cards, which I enjoy watching. We're going to have a little chat about the industry, find out how Stefan got involved and, and just uh, see how he uh, gets enjoyment out of his hobby expression. I've got other sponsors besides ComC. I've got Beckett.com, uh, Beckett Media, Beckett Publications, Beckett Authentication. That sounds like a lot of uh, Beckett entities, but it's really under one umbrella. And again, my former company, if that's not obvious. Uh, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck. Uh, I've got several sponsors, partly because I just thought the model that I saw for podcasting with me having a daily 12 to 15 minute podcast, it might be better to spread it around and just give some brief uh, encouraging mentions. Uh, on the other hand, my guest, Stefan, is uh, has a very uh, lively and entertaining podcast that he does with uh, Big Shep and uh, Ben, I guess. So tell us about that, Stefan. How'd you get started on that? And uh, what uh, what are you excited about with uh, your way of doing podcasting with uh, about the cards? Sure. Um, well, we kind of started, uh, Ben and Tim were looking at recording a podcast, but they didn't really know, have a direction or a, a format or anything to that effect. And they were kind of looking for, um, a third person to bounce ideas off of. And I said, huh. you know, I had previously done some, uh, game streaming. So I already had a mic. Yeah. I already had some, uh, effect in the studio. But okay. Well, I join you guys and, uh, we, we can get together once a week and talk about cards. What's, what's the division of labor as you, as you, uh, how, how it's evolved? Um, so Chef kind of puts together the show notes. Um, and, you know, we'll each send ideas all throughout the week. If we see something interesting on one of the forums or on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, if someone sends us a question, uh, right. like they did recently, they said, yes. uh, you know, for someone who's coming back into the hobby, I'd love to hear what they go through or questions yeah. they have or answers to those type of questions. So we, we look to introduce those into the show. And yeah. as we stream on YouTube, we have it where uh, th there's a live chat where people can actually type questions right. as we broadcast. Right. So it's kind of cool. What about Ben? Uh, ben brings the argumentative point to the show. Um, and not, not uh -huh. to say that that's bad. but Like a know, de devil's advocate or something or what? Kind of, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not that uh, we disagree necessarily, but it's not a, a show to have just two guys agreeing with each other. We like to have a controversy. <laughs> um, Do you think? Uh, I don't think I, too. I don't think I'm accomplishing that when I get rich. We don't. We don't disagree enough. I don't think. But uh, I enjoy working with Rich. How do you enjoy working with Rich? On in the in the in the definitely makes it interesting. Um, and uh, you know the knowledge base that's uh, available between him and yeah, I. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how I know how Rich accumulated his knowledge. How do you accumulate yours? Because. You've gone from uh, out of the industry, I think, 10 years ago and not being a collector to jumping in, obviously, with both feet. So what was your learning path? Well, so uh, I had always kind of broken a box here or broken a box there since I was a kid. But I didn't yeah. really, really get into the hobby until about 2009, Yeah, where um, I think I broke like Top Series 2 and I think maybe Update that year. And then, of course, with 2010, the landscape kind of changed with up and right. down. Right. But um, I had some injury setbacks uh, with my shoulder, yeah. and uh, I had a lot of time off work where I had time to read and advance my collection. So, well, I already finished this set. Let me see what the big book says that I need 
that isn't available. Oh, okay. What so big book are you talking about? <laughs> yours, the uh, I, whatever's available. Uh, I mean, even online, a lot, lots of resources. There are, yeah, there are, and it's a it's a a big book that gets bigger and fatter and more difficult uh, every year. But a lot of information in there, not just the. Uh, pricing, but also just knowing what's there. So, so you use that to know what to, what to go for. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I'm only chasing the twins and senators, so I'm not exactly looking for all of the regional sets, like the, uh, right, right. sets from the fifties for the pirates or the Indians. Okay. Okay. Is that of the others? Um, but you know, I just learning and seeing the pictures and, you know, and going through plenty shops, looking for my individual stuff, it, you see them and it's a kind of like an association. Hey, I've seen this in the book. Hey, now I see it in person. I know what that is. So, uh, uh, what percentage of these cards that you're you're getting for your your twins uh, collection are coming from online as opposed to physically walking up to a show or a shop and saying, "I want that card"? Well, it's about fifty fifty, I'd say. Um, yeah. it, it, when I first started, there was definitely some that were a lot easier to pick up for a dollar or two, you know, yeah. every paycheck on eBay or Amazon or my work or wherever, but there's right. also, you know, a certain joy of going to a card show and flipping through a box. And, you know, I could easily buy out a team set, but it's a lot more fun to go digging for it. I hear you. I hear you. What uh, of the, so your, your want list is, is shrinking, right? You don't need that many cards in the, uh, so are, of what you have left, are they especially tough or especially obscure or just, you just haven't run across them yet? Well, exactly. Um, I just Give actually have this year's, but give me an example of a like an uh, not this year's card, but is, are you complete in the older ones? And you're just, I mean, what what where does it stand now? Uh, well, so for tops, for a, a good example here, um, huh? I just finished the Twins run at the Nest. Okay, a sixty sixteen card and two sixty seven uh, Mudcat Grant and Dave Oswald, and I picked That's up twenty five bucks. Okay, um, so you're done with so tops. Well, I have the Senators. I have uh, oh, right. 51s, uh, 352s, and a 53. Okay. No. Well, they're, I mean, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but they're, they're probably not superstars if they're Washington Senators. No. Uh, Jim Buzz. No offense. Uh, Tommy Guerrero. <laughs> okay. Well, and uh, when you're doing your, your uh, like identification guy at, uh, at Comp C, yes. are you getting stuff – uh, that you have to do heavy research on, or is most of the stuff, I mean, are they giving you the tough stuff, or are you getting some of the basic stuff that's that's automatic? Well, it's, 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 there's definitely some that come through. It's like, okay, that's 89 Donruss and Griffey Jr. Uh, yeah. Simple and easy to identify. But then every now and yeah. then there's a card where you think it's the base, but it's numbers. Well, I didn't know is that, that, but easy enough. To okay. Use. And uh, I suppose that's more fun for you as a, anybody that's a collector would rather see something that's uh, more out of the ordinary uh, but some of the parallels and serial numbered and color variations are are uh, are tricky. So um, I hope hope you're hope you're uh, catching those. Uh, do you uh, do you have a girlfriend or a wife? Uh, she's my wife. And are y'all what kind of stuff uh, for the benefit of other listeners? Uh, do y'all uh, how much uh, togetherness do you have in in the uh, hobby? Is it? Separate? Is it uh, parallel? Is it? Uh, I mean, uh, just just curious if you've got any tips. If you are uh, working with your wife, or that she's uh, accepting of of uh, what you do, because you have a. Uh, it sounds like you have a full time job and a part time job, 
and an intense hobby. And that's, uh, so what, what does your wife, uh, what's her take on, uh, on, uh, this other love of your life? Well, she's, uh, de- definitely a gym intent. Um, All right. uh, accommodating, uh, she helps me with the hobby and I thought know, so. her, her, her knowledge base isn't there as much as mine is per se. Cause right, she realized right. that, Hey, this is from the fifties. It might be something we need to pull up the list. Uh, and she, she loves digging through the boxes just as much as I do. Maybe not so much sorting and organizing because it takes up a lot of space, but what doesn't? Um, but uh, no, it, it's something that we share. It's something we enjoy. Uh, some couples like going bowling. Some people like going to movies. We like collecting our cards. Now, was we have that, a disagreement uh, on any uh, of this twins, but... Okay. Uh, and is that way from the start, or did you cultivate that? Um, well, not the Indians' twins. No, she had previously been a uh, collector on the site as well. Um, mostly oh, cool. game stuff, but like Pokemon or Magic. Um, so it was kind of like a natural progression for her. It wasn't too hard of a stretch. Uh, that sounds gem mint indeed. Uh, well, uh, Stefan, what, uh, do you have any questions for me? I mean, uh, you've been off uh, with Rich there for a number of months and, uh, Rich and I go way back, but I've just kind of met you and, uh, but Rich has told me some great, uh, stories and kind of your, one of your, uh, PR agents. Uh, but any questions you might have, uh, that would be perhaps also of interest to, uh, other listeners? So we have two normal questions that we ask every okay. guest on our show. Okay. If you were forced to get rid of every card that you have except for one, which one would you keep? Well, I don't know. I, I, you know, since I'm the interviewer, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dodge that one. I might take. I have a, a Roberto Clemente rookie card that's autographed. I might. I, mean, I didn't get it personally autographed by him, but he was my favorite player and really. Uh, enjoyed watching him and loved the way he played the game and he's a great person too. So probably, and actually I, I know exactly where it is. <laughs> I would, uh, it's a burning building or, uh, uh, I'd, I'd hold on to that. Nice. And then, uh, our second, if you could trade away all the cards that you have or one card, which one would you trade for? I'd have to be the Wagner, I guess, but I don't, I don't think I would do it. I have a very nice collection. Uh, probably not typical, but, uh, in fact, what I enjoy about my collection is it's not centered in any one card. I, I love having lots of cards. And, uh, if somebody comes over, I can show them a, a real variety of all the different sports, but it's pretty undeniable that there's one card that's, that's more valuable. I've told Rich, you know, I was the underbidder, uh, for a Wagner card, uh, back, uh, 40, more than 40 years ago. So I feel stupid that, you know, if I bid a little bit more, I'd own one, but I mean, I did okay. But uh, like I said, it wasn't my collecting interest was never to have only the best cards. In fact, if that had been my philosophy, I probably wouldn't have done price guides. My philosophy and interest was more in the, the breadth and depth of the, of the hobby of all the different cards. And I, I suppose you feel that way too. I mean, if you're a twins team collector and doing the senators, it's, it's uh you have a, uh, a focus and it's not just on one card or one player. It's a, a whole team and, and a team that's, uh, been through different transitions. And, uh, there's a story told in the, in the, uh, larger amount of cards. Well, yeah. And, and you know, there are certain years where it's a whole lot easier to collect and a certain, uh, grouping of players that are that much more expensive to pick up and harder to find. Um, and th- thankfully for the most part, I knocked all of them out. I've got the killer in graded and ungraded. Oh, cool. Uh, Peru, I've got Tony O, I've got Kirby Pockets Tyson, Tiffany, Face, OPG, Stickers, Dunn. Awesome. Um, some of the David Ortiz I've got. So it, it's, it's not like all brand new stuff. I mean, uh, some, some of the things that I'm adding now that I finished up, 
are some of the variation-y type stuff from the 50s and 60s. That some of them are minute, but some of them are like the yellow letter, white letter email. Yeah. Were you uh, going after uh, Ortiz uh, as a twin when he, uh, back before it was as widely recognized that he was uh, David Arias? I mean, did you ever get, uh, get him, uh, get that card as a common? I definitely did. Um, and I definitely picked up several on my own. Um, yeah. And even uh, I have a signature card of the person that we released David Ortiz for. Oh. Made a week with us in spring training <laughs> and then got released himself. Oh, boy. Well, uh, Stefan, thank you for uh, visiting uh, here. I know you're not far away, and uh, I, I may even see you this weekend if you're up at the show. I'm not sure when this episode will uh, will drop, but uh, uh, delighted to have you as my first phone interview guest and uh, look forward to uh, connecting with you and listening to your podcast, and, and perhaps I can be a, a guest at some point in the future up there on your very excellent video podcast. So uh, let's sign off for today. Uh, we'll uh, catch you listeners tomorrow. And again, thanks, Stefan. We'll, uh, we'll talk again.